Hello, everybody. Hey, this is John Fenn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. If you visit our website, you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that goes out, short couple pages printed out, but it's a short teaching that'll get you thinking. It's also on our weekly thoughts is where we talk about our meetings, our trips, uh, conferences, uh, Zoom meetings, things of that nature. So sign up for our weekly thoughts. Follow the instructions when it says, make sure to add connect at um, you know, to your address book, follow through with that. So our, our emails are not uh, considered spam by your uh, website. So anyway, John Finn here. It's all about the discipleship process. We're a house church network. And uh, that's why I do these videos. <clears throat> so today asking the question, are you focusing too much on Jesus? Now that may seem like a strange thing to, to, to say to a bunch of Christians, uh, but uh, stay with me bear, and, and watch this out. Um, Boy, you know, when Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by him, it indicates that we are on our way to the Father. And many in church circles today focus so much on Jesus, they really haven't been taught about the Father. And yet, it's key to our prayer life and everything else to know him. In 1 John chapter 1, uh, the Apostle John wrote, and he said, Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It, it's fellowship with both. It's walking with both. Um, you know, if you if you think about it for a minute, if you if your heart as a Christian is to be like Jesus, that you want to be like Jesus, that you're you're trying to emulate him and and apply the things that you know of him and and how he Christ is in your heart and you're trying to apply those to your lives, then it would behoove us to look at the life of Jesus and see the way he was. And the fact of the matter is he talked so much about the Father. It's absolutely amazing how much he talked about the Father. In, in Matthew chapter 6 alone, he talked about praying in, in private, not you know publicly where everybody would see you, so that your Father can reward you openly. He, he said, don't pray vain repetitions like heathen people do. Think that they're going to be heard because they talk a lot. He said, but, but make your prayers short and concise so that your Father can answer them and, and op reward you openly. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, he talked about how the Father cares for the birds and how if we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else will be added. That is the Father's kingdom, the Father's righteousness. Jesus told uh, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he said in John chapter 16 and verse 23, in that day when I leave you, in that day when he goes to the Father, in that day you will ask me nothing, but you'll ask the Father for he loves you and he's glorified when you bear much fruit. And so everything Jesus said was about the Father. In the Lord's Prayer, it was, we pray, our Father who art in heaven. Now think about this. I was still a teenager going to a Thursday night teenage Bible study, uh, prayer meeting, praise and prayer meeting held in the basement of a church. And one of my fellow teen members, you know, from, a, from another school came to me, this young, this girl, and she, she sat down. She said, I want to talk to you. She said, I've noticed that your prayers get answered and mine don't. Why is that? And I said, well, I, I don't know. I said, let's, you know, we talked about it a little bit. I said, well, let's just pray and seek the the father and see what he says. And so she started off praying. And the first thing she does is Jesus, this and Jesus, that, and Jesus, I ask you for that. And I just, when she was done, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, that's your first problem right there. Jesus told us to pray to the father. Every prayer in the new Testament was to the father. Our fellowship should be with the Lord. Yes, but also to the father. 
And a lot of times Christians are inefficient in their prayer life and they feel incomplete because they don't really know the Father. I had a woman come to my office one time and she, she was talking about just this issue herself. Um, and she said this, she said, Jesus, I can relate to, but the father, I can't relate to at all. She said, I just don't know anything about him. And, and, you know, she said, I, I notice I, I hear you talking about the father and the Lord in balance. And yet, uh, your focus is on the father, but she said, my focus is always on Jesus. And I just, there's something missing in my life and I don't know what it is, but I think it's related to not knowing the father. And so I said, well, tell me about your upbringing. Tell me about your earth dad, you know, and stuff like that. And she said, well, it's a good relationship with my, with my mom and dad and everything. But she said, you know, when I started going through puberty, you know, I was 12, 13, 14 years old, my dad stopped hugging me. She said, up to that point, I was daddy's little girl. You know, I sat on his lap and he hugged me and we held hands. And, and she said, when I started growing up and maturing, you know, he just stopped touching me completely. And she said, even to this day, we're in part, we're partners in business together, uh, mom, mom and dad, and, and my husband and I, and uh, she, he won't, he won't touch me. He, he just won't touch me. And it was clear that she was making that relationship uh, with her dad uh, mirrored in her relationship with the father. She just didn't know him, doesn't, feels him like he's, he's untouching and unloving and, you know, the angry God of the Old Testament type of thing. And so, you know, I told her, I said, you know, you need to get to know the Father. And all prayer requests go to the Father. Every prayer request in the New Testament. Think about Paul praying. You know, I shared with her, I said, Ephesians 1, you know, 17 through 20. Paul said, I pray that the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Father of wisdom, will give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that the eyes of your understanding could be opened. And, you know, I shared out of Ephesians chapter three, where Paul said in verse 14, I bow my knees to the father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you. There are so many references in the New Testament. I told this, I told this woman, I said, go to Ephesians chapter one and, and read everywhere it says God, that you have to understand Paul is talking about, or James or Peter, whoever, when he says God, he's talking about the father. And so like when in James 1, 5, where, where James said, uh, you know, in verse 2 to be thankful uh, that, that when we fall into various trials and temptations, knowing this is the trial of our faith works patience. And in verse 5, he says, he says, however, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God because he gives to all men liberally and he won't find fault with you. And, and when he's saying that in James chapter one, he's, he, the word God means our heavenly father. So he's saying, ask the heavenly father for wisdom. He won't find fault with you and he will give to you liberally. And I told this woman, I said, go to Ephesians one and, and look at verse three. God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. I said, look at how he has adopted you, how he determined ahead of time. He knew who would get saved and who wouldn't. And he made provision for you according to that. And, and how in chapter two in Ephesians, even when you were dead in trespasses and sins, he sent Jesus and he seated you. God, in Ephesians 2, 4 says, God, even when you were dead in your sins and trespasses, raised us up, made us alive, made us seated in the heavenly places in Christ so that in the ages to come, he can continue to show forth the riches of his kindness towards us. It's all about the father. And I would encourage you today, maybe you're focusing too much on Jesus. Maybe you've neglected the Father in your walk with Him. Uh, maybe you, you have forgotten that the Father has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly, that the Father has adopted us to Himself, that the Father uses the same resurrection power He used to raise Jesus from the dead to, in us, and that's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And, and so 
That's something to consider during this season where our focus, as I'm recording this before Christmas of 2020, our focus is on the Lord Jesus. But, but something that should be woven throughout our walk is our walk with the Father. How do you do that? Include him in your day. Already this morning where I see the sun coming up and it's a beautiful sunrise, but it's going to be a rainy day. But I said, thank you, Father. What a beautiful sunrise. I, I find ways to be thankful. I find ways to be in, to include the Father in my life. Every good thing that happens. And if something bad happens or I'm, I've got to be patient, like yesterday in traffic and sitting there, I said, okay, Father, I'm exercising patience. Patience in the King James Version and in the, in, in the Greek and in the first century, patience meant being consistent in all things. It wasn't hang on, hang in there, baby. Help, help is coming. Patience meant being consistent, being the same, no matter whether things are going well or things are going poorly. And, and so, you know, I, I was saying, thank you, Father. You know, I'm learning. I'm exercising this, this patience. I'm being the same in this traffic and these guys who are cutting me off and everything else. But you know what? You find ways to walk with the Father. You find ways to include him and you talk conversationally with him. So if you are praying to Jesus to ask him things, why don't you obey Jesus? That's all it takes. Just obey him. He said, in that day, you'll ask me nothing. John 16, 23, the Lord's prayer, our father who's in heaven, holy is your name. Every prayer of the New Testament is to the father. Just follow in line with what Jesus taught and what the apostles practiced and address requests to the father. You'll find your prayer life and your answered prayers will just rise. Why? Uh, why does that make a difference? It's a legal transaction. As James said, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the father of lights in whom there's no variableness, neither a hint of shade of his turning of his character. He is the, the source of the power. He is the source of all things. And so we ask him and it comes through Christ Jesus to us here. And so follow that obedience of, of, to Jesus and, and include the Father, ask of the Father, and you'll find a whole new world opening up to you. And you'll be able to distinguish between the Father and the Lord and the Holy Spirit within you. It's all the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit, of course, but you'll be able to distinguish the leadings and the voices of, uh, of the Father or the Lord. Uh, but anyway, not to ramble on, just to say my heart burns with passion for the Father. And I, I see so often people are too focused on Jesus. Yes, may he be glorified forever and ever. He's our Lord, but not to neglect, not to the point of neglecting the Father. The Father is seen in Revelation chapter four as the one who's seated on the throne with a rainbow around his throne and the 24 elders and the clear flooring. It is to him whom the in chapter five of Revelation, the lamb comes that had been slain and takes the book out of the right hand of him who sat upon the throne and opens the book. And the rest of the book of Revelation is of what the what the Lord has received from the Father. So the Father is what Jesus was all about. The Father is who we should be all about as well. All right. God bless you. Talk to you later. Hope that's a blessing. Yeah.